to the Dr. Lori Marvis podcast. And today I'm starting a new type of podcast. It'll be coming out on Wednesdays. I'll continue to have my Friday, or usually some, most of the time Friday, but sometimes Saturday, uh, you know, shared interviews with others, you know, interviewing people who've lost significant amount of weight, reversed their heart disease, their rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, you name it, eating a whole foods plant-based diet, um, continue to interview doctors and, and sometimes just interviewing really fun and inspirational people just because, you know, they're fun and inspirational. And I think we all could use a little bit more of that these days. But what I want to do is I, is with the Wednesday podcast is keep them brief and short. I want to give you some amazing information and hopeful tidbits that you can use in your everyday life immediately to make yourself reach a health status that you've not ever had or even dreamed of achieving. And I call that optimal health. And, you know, these are going to be the same things that I actually teach in my Doc and Chef Inner Circle, um, which is the link, if you'd like to, you know, consider joining or learn more about it, is in the show notes. And it has been an incredible experience working with a group of people who are focused on, you know, not only improving their diet, but improving their sleep, decreasing their stress, learning about habits. And today that's kind of really what I want to talk to you about real quick. And I read the book called The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. And it's an amazing book. I have taken this information and taught it to not only the Dr. Chef Inner Circle, but the patients at the Health Oasis where I'm working currently. And it was received with astounding like amazement. They couldn't believe that they had such power of one, creating new habits, but also the power of removing bad habits. And so this book gives some amazing, you know, the neurological aspect of habits and why we have habits. But he talks about, you know, the individual, society, organizations. It's just utterly amazing. And you know, it set me on a new path, I think, as far as my own individual education. I want to be the best doctor I can by helping people in any way I can. And I think this is going to, you know, it's like a new door has opened for me. So I want to become, you know, not only the best doctor, but I also want to be an optimal health coach for folks. And that's what I do in the doctor chef um, inner circle. And this is just another tool that I'll be using. But Charles Duhigg got it right when he he wrote this book. And I'm so impressed. And I've reached out to him via email. I hope he emails me back, but I'm just, I'm so tickled. But I wanted to share with you kind of the framework that he used, that shares with us in his appendix of his book. But I would encourage you to buy the book and read the entire thing. But it's just an amazing thing. And what he calls a framework is understanding the habit loop. The habit loop has a cue, a routine, and a reward. And that reward is also driven by a thing called cravings, which we all know what those are. So, but the reward and the craving are intertwined. So we have a cue, for example, let's say that someone smokes and after dinner, their cue is after dinner that this, they always have the same routine that they go out onto their porch and let's say they smoke. Well, what does smoking do? Smoking oftentimes is soothing. It relaxes someone. Uh, you know, they, it's a appetite suppressant and it may even be on the nicotine. It's the mental aspect of what they're doing is a routine and habit. And with this habits, what happens is your body learns what habits that it likes. 
and those become subconscious in their structure because we want habits to become like that. I mean, who would want to forget how to drive every day and have to relearn that? Or, you know, when I was deployed overseas in the Middle East with the Air Force, I came back after four and a half months. I still remembered how to drive and I didn't drive once in, you know, I don't know, 150 days or whatever, however long I was gone. So that's really important that we understand that, yes, there are healthy habits that we want to remember. We want to remember how to ride a bike if I haven't ridden a bike in two years. You know, I want to remember how to pull out of my driveway and back up without having to feel like I'm learning how to drive when I first started driving when I was a teenager. So you understand that there are habits for a good reason. And your brain doesn't know between good and bad habits. It just knows what habits it likes. And so that's where those become subconscious because your brain has learned them. And now it doesn't take as much energy for your brain to actually cause you to do them automatically. And so with this, the framework, when we're looking at one building a new habit, we need to build a cue. For example, we want to go running, for example, in the morning. So my cue in the morning is my shoes are out and my clothes are out. So when my alarm goes off, I wake up, I see that, I'm like, yes, I'm going running today. And I get dressed, I go running, I come back. What is my sense of accomplishment? What is my reward and craving? Well, I'm a huge fan of to-do list. And I have always had a rush of clicking, you know, checking off something that I did on my, my to-do list. And that, for me, is a huge sense of accomplishment. I want to exercise six out of seven days a week. I do a checklist on my journal of exercise. You know, I have a, um, a dry erase board that's a calendar on my wall in my living room. I have everything I need to do. And when I can check off the exercise, it's like, yes. Plus, I like the feeling of how I feel. I like the, the knowing that I'm investing in my health for the long term. Because you know that a recent study shows that every hour of exercise increases your lifespan by seven. So for me, the more running, the better. Well, of course, to a degree. But, you know, that's how you can start a new habit is develop a cue, a routine, and the reward. And then I focus on the reward and I remember that craving. I remember that feeling that I had. And it wants me to do it even more. So then what happens is over a course of time, and what they say is it takes about 66 days or more to develop a habit, and not just those 21 days that we were, you know, we've been told, but literally 60 or more days, it becomes automatic. And if you don't do it, you feel like something's missing out of your day. Your day is just off. And so that's something to remember, that you can build new habits. Now, the, the breaking of an unhealthy habit that's a little bit more challenging. So first you have to look at the framework. It's identify your routine. That is going to be the behavior that you want to change. And then you need to experiment with rewards. We'll get to that in a second. Isolate the cue and then have a plan. So identify the routine. This is pretty simple. Let's say that you get up in the middle of the night um, and you raid your refrigerator. Okay. And then you go back to bed. Why would you do that? But this is the behavior that we want to change. So then we experiment with rewards. So when we get up in the middle of the night, we're going to spend four or five days doing something different. We're not going to go to the refrigerator and eat whatever the high sugary, you know, let's say it's ice cream that you ate. Instead, let's eat an apple. And instead of going back to bed, what you're going to do is you're going to stay up for about 15 minutes later. And in 15 minutes, you, let's say you've set an alarm after you've gotten up in the middle of the night to do this, and determine if you're still having that craving. 
Now, if you're still having the craving, then obviously hunger was not the issue because you ate something that should have satisfied the hunger craving that you might have had. So the next night, you do something different. Instead of going to the refrigerator, you're going to go and listen to some calming music. Okay. Or you're going to meditate. Or you're going to read a book. You're going to do something different than the actual thing that you want to. Yes, it may be very difficult. You may be obsessively thinking about it. But you are going to make the decision that we're going to figure this out. So after each night of experiment, you're going to wait 15 minutes and see if you still have that same craving. And when you don't have the craving anymore, what you have now figured out is what the reward was. For example, every time you do this as well, while you're waiting in that 15 minutes, after you've done, let's say you ate the apple, or you listen to you know five minutes of meditation tapes or whatever, you're gonna write down the immediate three feelings you have after you've done that. And it could be anything. It could be, I felt tired, I felt angry, I felt anxious, I felt um, frustrated, I felt happy, I felt relaxed. So when you associate what you've just done with those feelings, it'll be easier for you to remember later too. So you're going to write down those three things every, every time you do this little experiment through rewards, okay? So you've done day one, day two, day three, day four, <clears throat> maybe even five days, trying different things. And when you find that you don't recrave them anymore after that 15 minutes, you've, you've hit the nail on the head as far as figuring out what it is. For example, let's say that eating the apple, you still craved it, so it wasn't hunger. Let's say that then you listened to some meditation tapes or you did yoga, or you did something very calming and relaxing, and then in 15 minutes, hmm, I don't have that craving anymore. So what it was, was I was actually, you know, you were having these anxiety, or you were stressed, or you're waking up in the middle of the night because you're, you went to bed worrying about something. And so instead of raiding the refrigerator, now you've come up with a new tool to stay in bed. Instead of getting up and looking at the refrigerator, have the, you know, your, the tapes ready by your bed or somehow playing that. Or you can do 478 breathing. You can look that up on the Internet. It's a great technique to calm yourself, to, to allow yourself to go back to sleep. So breathing techniques, music, you know, thought patterns, meditations, mantras, something that you can do to actually calm yourself back down to go back to sleep. So... That is very important. So then you got the reward. Now you can isolate the cue. Your cue was when you were in bed and you wake up. Now when you first wake up, what is the feeling? So that's the cue. You need to write down the five things that identify a cue. For example, are these things. Location, time, emotional state, other people, and immediately preceding action. So your location when this happened was you're in bed. The time, is there a specific time in the middle of the night that this is happening? Emotional state, what was your emotional state when, it, when you first wake up? What was it, anxiety, stress, were you hungry, were you, did you have a gnawing in your stomach, did you have a headache, you know, what was it? Are there other people around? Did, you know, you have an interaction with someone the, that night that made it more difficult for you to sleep? Is your husband snoring? You know, these are, are wife snoring. I don't know. Immediately preceding action. Well, let's say that you were sleeping, or maybe it wasn't that you were sleeping, that you were having trouble falling asleep. And then out of frustration, you get up. So those are the things that you need to find the cue. So you know 
then when you isolate the cue, that that routine is going to play in, is going to play out. So what you have to do now is you've figured out the cue. Okay, so let's say the cue is the common thread during those five nights you were doing those reward experiments, and you write down the cue every time. What you find out is that it's every night you're, you're having trouble falling asleep because you, let's say, pay the bills the night before, or you had a stressful dis, you know, discussion with one of your children, or you had a rough day at work. Sets you up to have a really anxious night. So you're really struggling at nighttime. So there's a few things you can do. You can continue to go to bed anxious and know that this is going to happen and then relax, you know, replace the eating cue or excuse me, routine with a different one. Or you can maybe change your bedtime routine so that you do something nice and calm and relax and maybe you'll get better sleep. But either way, you need to change the routine so that either the cue can stay the same, but you need to change the routine. That's called having a plan. So then what happens is your cue, you go to bed. You're not having trouble waking up it's, or going to sleep. It's, it's stressful. Your new routine is listening to meditation tapes. You still get the same reward as eating this high sugary foods because that releases dopamine into your brain. But so does the meditation tapes. So your reward is, ah, I'm calm. I'm feeling better. And then you begin to crave that. So that craving intertwines with the reward. So that is how that does. And that, you know, that's just a a very simple explanation of this, but the book goes into much more detail. And let me tell you, it's a powerful thing. It's a little harder to explain verbally. You know, I'm usually, I'm drawing these things out and I'm talking to people, but I really encourage you to, again, the book is called The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. And it's just one incredible thing. And I would like, you know, every week I'm trying to read a book a week. And um, so a lot of these podcasts may be things that I've learned. Or maybe they're just reflections on things that I've, you know, seen with patients, um, life in general, or, or answering questions from my doc and chef inner circle. And so really this, this podcast is dedicated to them and uh, to you too. But I would love to interact with you on a daily basis. Um, on the doc and chef inner circle, we do weekly Q&As. You have daily access to me. Um, the weekly Q&As are live through Facebook Live, and only they see that. <clears throat> and I answer all their questions. I teach. Um, we talk about food. We talk about the in-depth topic we're doing for the month. And I'll tell you, it's been a powerful experience, and I hope you would consider joining us. So, again, the link is up above. And if you have any questions, suggestions about this podcast, please leave a comment wherever you hear it. Um, is that iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud? And please rate me. Um, this podcast needs to be rated so it'll be higher up in the rankings, apparently. Uh, that's how this works. And, you know, share it with someone you think that might be find this beneficial. Again, you guys have a great day, and uh, God bless, and I'll talk to you next time.